0: All right, we're brought to you by Larry King Law. The Super Tailgate Tour continues as we are at Ballyhoo's. Big game's going to be a big bash here at Ballyhoo's. Don't miss their sixth annual Super Sunday big game party. Ballyhoo's has all your football favorites. On the tailgate menu, plus twelve dollar buckets of your favorite beers and five dollar crushes to celebrate the big game. Get here early and pick up a square off the big board to win great prizes. And don't miss the halftime wing eating contest for cash and prizes. Always a fan favorite. Festivity start at four o'clock on Super Sunday. See you at Ballyhoo's. All right, we're here till seven tonight. Again, we got uh, tickets. If you want to come on by, a uh, chance to uh, go see Ario Speedwagon with Train. A, a United Veterans Home Amphitheater. Uh, coming up this summer on August seventh, as well as uh, Australian pink Floyd tickets while supplies last. Let us know seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We await uh, Brandon Lang. Let's get to uh, some of the text text line. No, we'll do that afterwards because Brandon's with us right now. Good enough to join us uh, to talk about the big game as he joins us. Uh, Lang dot com, pro handicapper and host on Believe Podcast. Brandon, thanks for your time. How you doing? I'm doing good.
1: Just I uh, <laughs> did Radio Row for three days, Monday through Wednesday. Glad to be out of that mass area. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, we're posted up, believe was posted next to Cam Newton, so nice. I didn't realize how much bigger he is in person. Um, you know, one of the great things about Radio Row is I'm able to find current coaches and ex-coaches and pick their brain about the game, and it's, it's so funny to hear how them break down the game, Brian Billick, and Mike Smith used to be at the Falcons, and it's funny to hear their take on it, and I'll throw something back at him, and they'll look at me like, for instance, I asked Billick what the key to the game was, and he said, well, it's the running game. If McCaffrey gets off or Pacheco gets off, he goes, that's going to be the key to the game. And I go, does it concern you, if you like the Niners, that their, tw- their defensive line is 26th in the NFL at getting pressure on the quarterback? That, uh, you know, you'll get pressure on Mahomes. I said, Coach, he's going to have a day. I said, that D-line is going against the second-best offensive line in of the NFL, and protecting the quarterback. Could be a big deal for Mahomes' coach. And they always kind of take a step back and go, this ain't some guy who followed me to the bathroom. He, he knows a little bit, a little bit about this, uh, this football stuff. So it's great talking to them and getting their take on it. But, uh, you know, the line is exactly what it was last year with Philadelphia yeah. and Kansas City. And everybody said, how do you make Kansas City a dog? And they end up going in there and winning the game. And Mahomes is 12-1. and um, against the spread as a dog, who's the only quarterback to beat Patrick Mahomes as an underdog.
0: Wow. Is, is there anybody yep. that's beaten Patrick Mahomes? Is there one? I don't think there is, right?
1: Well, he's 12-1 and one against the spread. The only guy nope. that's beat him is Tom Brady.
0: Oh, well, he's gone, luckily, for, for Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That's right. That, yep. that was the, so, they were the dogs.
1: Here's another great stat for you. Prior to this year, only one team in Super Bowl history made it to the Super Bowl, failing to cover their last three games. That was the 2007 New England Patriots who were 18-0 and 0 and went to the Super Bowl. On, they, had, they had failed to cover three straight, last game of the regular season. The two playoff games they didn't cover. They went into the Super Bowl. Who was the defensive coordinator that beat them?
0: For the Patriots, Steve Spagnuolo.
1: For, okay, so now here we are for only the second time in history. A team made it to the Super Bowl. Having, cover, having not covered their last three games. Niners didn't cover against the Rams to close out the season. They didn't cover against Green Bay. They didn't cover against the Lions. And wouldn't fate have it? Who's the defensive coordinator going against them?
0: Yep, the guy who uh, did it to the Patriots.
1: Who did it to the Patriots. So just a weird number that was floating around yep. Radio Row and I heard it, and I was like going, wow, come on, man. <laughs> In the history of the Super Bowl, this is only the second time We've had this, and the first time involves Steve Spagnola. So you just kind of step back and say, you know, it just comes down to this. You're going to go against this kid again as an underdog. Good luck. He just seems to beat you every time. And Andy Reid's 27 and 4 straight up out of a bye week. Just hard to go against. But you, the, the next question is then why is Vegas making the Niners a favorite? What are they right. trying to get us to do? It? And, and that's where I'm at. So.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's interesting as well because I'm with you. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem that complicated um, about taking the Chiefs and, and obviously getting the points here, but uh, I also know that the guys didn't build those beautiful buildings by losing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah exactly right. But see, that, that's that's
1: funny you say that because we we look at it through that through that lens this year, but they screwed up last year. That's true. By making the Chiefs a dog. So so. And, and, you know, I was talking to a couple of sportsbook directors that I know, having lived in Vegas on and off for 30 years, and they just said that, listen, we're just trying to entice action on both sides, Brandon. You know that. Um, we kind of missed it last year. But they said, we just don't believe, meaning the sportsbook guys who set the line, we just don't believe this is a, a, a version of Kansas City that should be favored in this game. And I said, well, you said that last year. You got buried. So what about this year? And they go, we just don't think they're that good. That's
0: wow. why the Niners are favorite. All right. Brandon Lang is with us. BrandonLang.com, Pro Handicapper, host on Believe Podcast Network. Of course, uh, the movie Two for the Money uh, about Brandon's career, which, by the way, very entertaining and fun movie. I mean, some 20, almost 20 years old now, right? I mean, we're going on year 19, I guess, because it was a 2005 movie. I mean, it, it still holds yeah. up as well, especially, especially in this day and age. It almost probably holds up more now than it, than it would even back then.
1: They play it every year a lot the week leading up to the Super Bowl. They just do. They play a lot. I get texts and Facebook messages from friends saying, your movie's on, your movie's on. I'm like, okay, you've done that for about 19 years. We can get past that now. My movie's on. It's okay. Um, Then everybody asks me if I hear from Matt. I'll get a text from Matt tomorrow or Saturday, and he's like, who am I betting? That's all I hear from Matt. Or March Madness, he'll ask me for a college game, but there's not much dialogue because I was trying to tell people on another radio show, they're very good at, at, at diving into a character, and then yeah. once they've played that character, they detach, they're onto another character. And that's just kind of the way actors' minds are. And so I'll run into him in LA every now and then, but I don't bother him. Um, but he'll want my Super Bowl pick coming up here in the next couple
0: of days. He is a big time Washington Redskin fan, as you know, um, and seen him in a lot of games over the years. Um, you know, and I, I would, uh, imagine, um, hopefully he'll have better reason to, to make the flight up here in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> this Things hopefully like will be I'll getting be better.
1: I don't like to hire. I don't oh, like really? Hire you don't like there. Quinn? I don't like to hire. Now, how are you going to hire a guy that put up one of the most embarrassing playoff performances as a coordinator with his defense against Green Bay? They were unprepared. They played with no enthusiasm. They played with no direction. He could not make adjustments to stop the run. If that's the body of work that you're then going to take and say, I want to hire this guy. I don't like it. I really don't, and I don't like Raheem Morris at at, uh, at Atlanta either. It's just, but but here's the problem: you don't have enough good coaches out there. It's why the bad ones keep recycling. It really is. You have no new coaches in the NFL, so the bad ones just recycle and get jobs. It's a, it's a it's a problem.
0: By the way, um, the other funny part is the other worst moment of Dan Quinn's career was, of course, the Super Bowl, and they blew the big lead. And, and the guy that was his offensive coordinator is coaching the Super Bowl right now, uh, and Kyle Shanahan, he got a job after he that, too. Yeah, he got, and he yeah, got a he, job he, he after he that, too. I mean, that offseason, think about that.
1: that. Yeah. They were at the 23-yard yeah. line. He lost yep. three yards on first down. So yep. second, and, second and 13. And if you literally just run it two more times and use the clock, Maybe you gain one yard, maybe you gain two yard, but whatever you do, you get that 44 yard field goal. Whatever you do. And he panicked. He dropped him back to pass. There's the sack, and the holding penalty, just like that. He panicked. And that's why, you know, I don't, tr- I don't trust him in a big game like this. I just don't. They shouldn't have beat Green Bay. They shouldn't have beat Detroit. And I'll go on record and say, if, Dan- if Aaron Glenn would have gotten Dan Campbell's ear and said, Dan, there's seven minutes to go in the third quarter. My defense has held them to 10 points, Dan. If you put me up 17, they are not going to score three touchdowns going on 60-yard-plus drives in the last 22 minutes to beat me dead. They scored 10 points in 38 minutes. They're not going to score 21 and 22. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, man. There was some serious meltdown. That was a serious meltdown. It's uh, unreal,
1: the- and so I always, I always say teams that get to the Super Bowl – that shouldn't be in the Super Bowl, don't win the Super Bowl. And I think we can all agree, San Francisco didn't beat Detroit. Dan Campbell beat Detroit. All he had to do was kick the field goal to go up 17, and we have a rematch of week one on the Thursday night when Detroit went into KC and Bates AC. And Dan Campbell has nobody else to blame. So now we get the Niners, and I'll just tell you, I'm not going against Mahomes as an underdog. I did it last year, and he beat me against Philly. I'm not doing it this year. I'm just not.
0: I'm with you. I, I thought maybe they could get beat in Buffalo, and obviously that didn't happen, and uh, not, not going to make that mistake again. Uh, Brandon Lang, BrandonLang.com, Pro Handicapper, host on the Believe uh, Podcast Network, Two for the Money. Great movie if you haven't seen it. It's a perfect time of year to watch it. Uh, so I, I got the feeling um, that you are, are obviously leading Kansas City uh, as well, and I would imagine um, that uh, – you know, right now, do you think it's juicy enough to take it now, or would you? do you think the line may move?
1: I'd wait. I'd wait over the weekend. Okay. I'd wait over the weekend. I think the Sharps are waiting over the weekend. I think the Sharps are hoping it goes to two and a half, they can buy it to three. That's that two right now, pretty solid. And I think there's some big action coming in on the weekend. I have two prop bets that I I'm – a, I'm a big prop bet guy as far as picking prop bets that make money. I don't mess around with the Taylor Swift going to be showing more than four and a half times. And uh, I got two that I love. You're going to tell me the number two receiver for the Chiefs, Valdez Gatlin. Yes. Twenty-two and a half yards is his receiving yards number. Twenty-two and a half. Get over that. That's one pass catch against the secondary of the Niners. And Pacheco rush yard, 67-and-a-half. Get over that as well. The Packers ran for 132. You had a week to prepare for the Lions. Get your run defense going. Lions ran for 182. Pacheco's going to go off. Pacheco's going to go off more for 67-and-a-half.
0: I like it. All right. That's awesome, Brandon. I appreciate your time. Um, BrandonLang.com. Again, uh, check him out there. And, again, on the Believe Podcast Network and the, money, and the movie, Two for the money. Uh, also worth your time if you haven't seen it, Brandon. Thanks for uh, jumping on board with us today. Enjoy uh, the week and get ready for uh, hopefully a, a profitable Sunday.
1: Let's go! Your mouth to God's
0: ears. Thanks, man. All right, thank you, Brandon Lang, with us here via the Ballyhoo's guest line. Feeling good about the Chiefs, man. Woo! I, I feel way better about the Chiefs now than I did even before that. He interview. was fired up too. Yeah, he's pumped up about that. This bring up some fair points about the Niners' fortune to get uh, to where they are. But you know, again. Uh, it's a one-game deal, man.
2: Make some good points on those props, though. I mean, that's yeah, a, I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize Valdez Scantling. Like, that that's, is really that's low. That's interesting.
0: That is really low. You know, I saw it yesterday when we were at um, when we were at Rivers, and I almost thought it was a typo because <laughs> 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 it doesn't feel like, that feels extremely low. And I'm with him on Pacheco. I always, I like Pacheco a lot. I thought he should have been the MVP of last year's Super Bowl, frankly. But uh, good stuff from uh, Brandon Lang, and again, two for the money. Uh, McConaughey. Al Pacino. I mean, what more do you want in a movie? Uh, I mean, come on. All right, seven five seven, six eight, seven, ninety-four, ninety-four, seven five seven, six eight, seven, ninety-four, ninety-four. We'll get into some more of the matchups that matter here on the other side as well. Coming off of what we were talking about with Brandon uh, with you. It's uh, the Scott Jackson show, the Super Tailgate show continues, tour continues, I should say, from Ballyhoos here in Virginia Beach. Come on out and see us. We're here till seven o'clock. And it is brought to you by Larry King Law injured in an accident. Call seven five seven injured. 757 I N J U R E D. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we're uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757 Injured, 757 I N J U R E D. Thanks again to Brandon Lang for joining us, talking Super Bowl with us and uh, the. Different angles, of it. clearly high on the Chiefs. Big game bets brought to you by High Noon Seltzer. Visit highnoonspirits.com to find one where they are near you. Um, so, anyway, good thanks for Brandon Lang for that. It was enlightening. There was an interesting stat on um, the Steve Spagnuolo thing. That kind of was like one of those mathematics things that, you know, like you just see the numbers in people's heads. It just keeps going. It was kind of crazy. Right. But Spags has been – the gold standard here in the last couple decades in terms of Super Bowl defenses. I mean, that's this guy has been money. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with what he's done with multiple teams now, with the Giants, obviously, and the Chiefs. And this has been a really good regular season defense that he's put together this year uh, as well, which has not always been the case. Um, you know, they haven't always had great regular seasons you know sometimes they're catching up but this year they've needed to be right they needed to be a really good defense from the jump this year or they would have been in a lot of trouble Um, because they they had absolutely no hope otherwise with the way that offense was struggling early on in the season uh, to get through the schedule but you know give Andy Reid credit too he has kind of changed the way he likes to do things not nearly as wide open you know sure it doesn't, he doesn't love to run the football as much as they've run the football, but he's been smart enough to know that that's the best route they can go in some of these games, too, and, you know, play it safe. I mean, last week, you know, a lot of discussion, two weeks ago, excuse me, with that Ravens game about, oh, you know, they, they didn't score in the second half, but that was about as conservative as you're going to see Andy Reid in the second half, too. You know. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he wasn't exactly looking to uh, press his luck, you know, kind of leaned in on his defense and was able to get it done. Uh, a couple couple things that were interesting, you know, from, uh, from Brandon, too, talking about, you know, the ability for Pacheco to have the big game, Vontez Scantling as well. But that, you know, we talked earlier in the week about the 49ers defense and the problems they've had despite all that investment in the defense, and it's supposed to be good. You know, there's, been, there's been a lot of feeling, too, that Hargrave has been hurt, really, since about week 12 or whatever. I don't know what Chase Young's deal is. I mean, I, <laughs> that, I, I can't explain that. I don't yeah, think that, that one's that's, just bizarre. That's not a physical, uh, that's not a physical issue. Uh, for him, but even, even Bosa, I mean, Bosa hasn't exactly been tearing it up lately either. Um, it's been interesting, and, you know, t- what he talked about, too, with the, the games, and, and they've been a, a really good second-half team in those stretches, right? I mean, and some of that, you know, sure, uh, Dan Campbell-induced, I guess you could say, you know, Jamar Gibbs fumbled on the gift wrap in the second touchdown for him for them last week uh, or two weeks ago now in the championship game with that fumble. That was certainly part of it, But but San Francisco has – gotten off to kind of crappy starts in those two games. And I, I don't know if he can afford to do that against Patrick Mahomes and, um, and the Chiefs in that defense.
2: No, they can't. Again, this is not a team that's going to blow a huge lead, especially in a game like this, and especially in the Super Bowl, and a team that not only has been there before, they were just there last year. So it's not like, you know, it's been a little bit of time removed for the Chiefs like it has been. For the Niners, most of these guys were were there last year and know what it takes to go out there and finish. And Andy Reid's too good of a coach, and so is Steve Spagnuolo, to give up a lead like that in the Super Bowl.
0: So Patrick Mahomes, during the playoffs, um, has not turned the football over. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you knock on wood when I say that, right? And his playmakers are also, in turn, making plays. Right. So Patrick Mahomes, in the regular season, his QBR was only 63 which is not good for him. He's 90 wow. now. He's 90 in the postseason. He had 17 regular season turnovers. He's had zero in the three games they played. Remember, they've had a, you know they've had more because they've had a play in the wild card round uh, this season. And his um, interceptions obviously have been zero. The drop percentage during the season was worse than the NFL at 5.7%. Now it's down to 2.9%. So they've cut it in half practically uh, here in the postseason. So that, that's certainly been a big part of it too. It's not just... Mahomes it's the guys that you know like a lot of us watching them this season wanted to scream and throw stuff at his receivers we wanted to see Patrick Mahomes go Dan Marino on some people Um, but to his credit you know he didn't do that and he kind of believed in the guys the really the biggest meltdown he had this year was after the Bills game and he was complaining about the refs right like and he was yelling on the sideline remember we talked about him that Monday like was he projecting maybe what he really wanted to be cussing out his teammates, <laughs> but instead made it about the refs and the rule and all this stuff, and, and maybe that's what he was doing, and, and it might have been—I I don't know—but whatever he's done, like in terms of like a leadership thing, is off the charts because they've got his back now. Like they, they got they—they they grew together uh, throughout the season.
2: Yeah, and Rasheed Rice definitely have to give him a lot of credit no for maturing throughout the season as well, and just figuring out that okay, so. I'm going to have to be the guy here. And, and, and at such a young age, and he's really stepped up. And I think that Travis Kelsey, too, in the postseason. We've seen a different Travis Kelsey in the postseason than we saw in the regular season. Yeah. who was, He was not very good in the regular no, season either. And if Montez Valdez-Scantling even has a decent game, I think that's going to go a long way for the Chiefs. And it might not be such a close game if even one more pass catcher steps up for the Chiefs.
0: So here, here's another interesting little nugget on Mahomes against the uh, 49ers in his career is unbeaten. I mean, it's just three games. But he's averaging 341 yards passing in those games, and they're averaging close to 38 points. It's 37.7, their third most against any opponent, with Mahomes as the starting quarterback. I mean, that's pretty significant. Because, again, the last several years, the 49ers have really good defense. Yeah. It's not like they've had bad defenses. So they've been able to do it, uh, you know, against them at a high level. And I would, I'm with uh, Brandon. I think Pacheco – Man, I I think he's in for a really big day. You know whether it's the screen game, you know obviously running the bat, running the ball, you know as a as a running back. Yeah, that's one thing. But I also think you know working him into the passing game will be big as well. And you, you're right about Kelsey. And as you pointed out yesterday, this will be game 13 with Taylor Swift. That's right, uh, which is important. But his numbers, and I know people get so angry about this. It's why I kind of like doing it. <laughs> that he has with and without her at the football games are nuts. <laughs> He's really that dumb jock who's showing off for his girlfriend. Uh, he really is that guy. I mean, and it's worked for him. His receiving percentage is better. His yards for target are better. His yardage per game is better. I mean, it's nuts. It's like a 30-yard difference in, or 28.8 yards would be exact per, per difference in, in games that she's attended versus the ones she hasn't been at. So what if her plane gets delayed? I mean, can, can a private plane get delayed? I guess it can, Well, that's right? what I was
2: saying. She is flying from Tokyo. It's not, it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. There could be, you know, some travel difficulties there.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I, I saw his mom bemoaning this morning that she may not get to sit in the box this week. The mom might have to. Mama Kelsey might have to sit in the stands.
2: Oh, how horrible. I know, the horror. You have the to horror. sit in the stands the of the horror Super Bowl. I know,
0: it's awful. But anyway, we'll see. But, yes, the uh, the, the, the thing is real when it comes to the, the difference Taylor makes for, yes, Travis Kelsey. Brock Purdy uh, going into the Super Bowl. You know, there's been a lot made of you know Brock the game manager. Brock not the game manager, but really as we've seen over these last couple of games, I mean, Brock Birdie's had to make big plays. I mean, he's really yeah. had to put – they put it on his shoulders. These, you know, these games where in the past Kyle Shanahan's teams are winless in trying to come back. I mean, he has actually had some big moments in the comebacks and making some off-schedule stuff, you know, rolling out, you know, throwing some things, you know, running, doing, doing making some tough plays. I mean, that one he escaped last week to throw to check on the sideline to get the first was incredible. You know, the, the drive, I think, against – um against the Packers was certainly good. But I thought last week some of the plays that he made were even more, much more impressive uh, down the stretch there. And, you know, he's going to see an interesting – you know, the, this Chiefs defense will be fascinating to me is, you know, again, will they, will they try to blitz him a lot? You know, can they count on just rushing four with, with you know, Chris Jones, you know, cl- collapsing if they rush him from the inside or wherever? Because the, the inside rush, you know, they said about Tom Brady, right? If you want to really screw up Tom Brady, and we're going to compare this guy to Tom Brady <laughs> – <laughs> he might have, let's go all in. Let's go. Is that, you know what, that's, that seems to be part of his problem, right? Like if you get that inside rush on him, that's where he really, really stinks uh, is if you kind of hit him on the inside. That's where he really struggles, I should say, is if you come at him up the middle. And we'll see if they can, if they can get that going. Well, I mean, you
2: want to test the A gaps against pocket passers, Absolutely. and that's what you consider Brock Purdy. But he yeah. has just enough athleticism to be able to get out there on the outside, and, and yeah. the Lions certainly found that out the hard way when he went for that scramble as well, that basically you know kind of put things on ice there.
0: All right, we got some text here seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Guy just uh, Justin, no, no, this I don't know who this is. This is an anonymous, anonymous. Uh, just giving some bets out: uh, a Justin Watson plus six hundred anytime TD, a Debo Samuel plus 900 first TD. Oh, All oh, right, all right, Could interesting, wor- interesting. I mean, Debo's interesting, but the Kyle Niners, doesn't
2: like to get the ball first. But though.
0: here's the problem: um, the the Niners haven't been scored early in these games, right? Like they haven't been yeah, good of in the script in the postseason, which is weird because that has been their uh, that has been their their M O in the past. Uh, By the way, uh, James, who's a Cowboys fan, says, As a Cowboys fan, what I enjoy most about the games is the booze. Um. (laughs) For the last (laughs) 30 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Pittsburgh Ross says, I think uh, it's going to come down to a defensive play that wins the game for one team or the other. Just seems to be that kind of year in the NFL. Yeah, I mean the defense has taken it back from the offense this year. Scoring's down. All these things are going on. It's more defensive coaches hired in the off season. But again, a lot of that has to do with the inventory available uh, out there as well. All right, coming up, we'll. Um, Get to something Tom Brady said about his former boss Bill Belichick in this coaching cycle. Uh, is the Scott Jackson show here? Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. As football at four continues, Super Tailgate con- uh, Tour continues here as we are live at Ballyhoo's till seven o'clock tonight here off Linhaven Drive in Virginia Beach. Come on out here and say hello if you got some time tonight. Uh, we are presented by Larry King Law. James Witham Sky Your Sports Center. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And the tailgate tour continues, brought to you by Larry King Law here at Ballyhoo's. 757 687 9494. You want to hit us up on the Ballyhoo's phone line or the text line. Again, we got tickets here while supplies left. Uh, if you want to join us out here, a uh, chance to pick up train REO Speedwagon ticks as well as uh, tickets to Australian Pink Floyd. All right, let's uh, get to this Tom Brady story, um, which I thought was interesting today, that uh, Tom Brady uh, was asked, obviously, about Bill Belichick, his old boss, not getting a job. And I know you're going to be shocked to hear this, James. Tom said the PC thing on Let's Go Podcast, which is, I'm not one to hire, you know. I, I don't know what the criteria for hiring these guys are for hiring coaches, but I've never been a part of it. I mean, I'm surprised that the greatest coach ever doesn't have a job. Absolutely. But I'm surprised at a lot of things in the NFL. I'm surprised that when I was a free agent, there were teams that didn't want me. <sighs> of course, Tom Brady's old man probably wasn't very surprised. No, he was not. Who uh, ripped into Bill Belichick there recently. I mean, are people really surprised? I mean, like I expected Tom. I didn't think Tom Brady was going to go. Yeah, I knew it, man. You know, you know, the guy's a curmudgeon. You know, who can't get out of his own way. He wasn't going to say that. He never does anything of that. But I mean, not really? I mean, I heard one of these loyal Belichick soldiers the other day say the same thing on DC Radio, and I'm like, are, are you serious? I mean, the guy wants complete control of of everything, right? We we all have like the the internet, right? We can look up the drafts here over the last several years, and and, and also. He ran off (laughs) the greatest quarterback of our generation. That he did. And he ran him off, okay? So, I don't know. Why would you think people are hesitant? And, by the way, he's also 70-plus years old now, okay? So, do you understand why people be hesitant about having him in there? Yeah. Let's
2: let's also not forget that this is the same Bill Belichick that wanted to run off Tom earlier for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's true. And how has that worked out? I know, oh, he went to the Super Bowl of the Niners. Well, how's he doing now?
0: No doubt. So again, I have a lot of respect for Belichick, and I'm not one of these people that thinks he's some bozo because you know because uh, he couldn't win without Brady. Okay, but but I do think there are there are things that he's got sh- got issues with, and one of which is he doesn't need all the control. And and again, all these. People say, well, you know, Shanahan and Reed have the final say on their roster calls. Yeah, but they're not the ones, like, picking all the draft picks either. Yes, they have final say on 53, but that's different than being in charge of all the draft picks. They're not making these strange, off-the-wall picks either right. in those two cities. They have, they have guys in their front office that, that actually get a voice and get to do things. It's more collaborative. Bill, not so much. I mean, the Patriots, again, just blew up that formula, the Patriot way, right? They just totally blew that whole thing up for a whole new way of doing things, so... I'm more surprised than the people that are surprised that he's not employed at this present time because he wouldn't get off the, the part about, you know, I, I need to have everything. Of course he's not. Nobody's going to really jump on that.
2: And remind me how he's done with young quarterbacks recently again. Not so hot. Yeah, not great. And what do teams need and what do teams want right now? Yeah. They want somebody that could develop a young quarterback, and I know that that's something you hire a staff for, but Bill hasn't exactly been lightening up with that either.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, Kendrick Bourne um, – you know, I, I heard him on an interview yesterday from Radio Row, and you know, he was intimating that um, Mac Jones was basically a, a victim of malpractice for the last two years. Really? Yes. Not, without saying it that way. Interesting. And he said, you know, I, I got caught up in that early in my career about being a victim of your own circumstances, your own environment, I think he said a couple times. And he goes, but, you know, he's going to make through because I know I can get better with the right people with him. So, again – you know, this is a guy who was in San Francisco born, then in New England, so he's kind of seen it from both sides. Uh, I think that's an uh, interesting thing to look at. Anyway, I, I just – I think Bill there'll – be, there'll be, there might be a team desperate enough at the end of this season, though, to say, you know what, you can have everything you want, that's fine. But be careful, you know what I mean? hmm Be careful. Be careful because it's not an easy fix after he's gone either. Uh, You've got to really be into uh, – the way it's done, if that's the case. All right, 757-687-9494 uh, from the 804 saying uh, we're talking about the interior rush, and that's how the G-men be Captain America. You dang right with bags, baby. That's, that's what I'm intimating. Hey, uh, K-Dub says, so Brock Purdy has a bad game in the Super Bowl. Do they blame him and try to get rid of him, or do they treat him like Joe Burrow, like he's the next coming? Uh, I, look, he's not going anywhere. Now, he's got two more years on a sweet little rookie deal. Uh, with being a seventh-round pick. No, man, he's not. No, There's, they can build out this roster. They can make you know. They can make some tough decisions on some players. And, and again, who are you going to get? Like, we always go through this whole mental gymnastics. This guy just led the league in QBR and quarterback rating. And I'm not here to tell you he's better than Mahomes Burrow and Josh Allen and all these other guys. But uh, it, with this group and with this team, he's, he's the best thing they've got going for him. He's certainly better than anybody they brought in there. Whether it was Jimmy G or Trey Lance, I mean, he's clearly light years in front of all those guys. So, no, I don't, they don't going to bail on him if he had a bad game. I, I, don't, I don't see that.
2: Not only that, C- can we stop with the burying guys for one bad game thing? Like, yeah. should we have buried him for that game earlier in the season where he right. was absolutely terrible for that one game and ignore the fact that he was pretty darn good for the rest of them?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, Kato also asks, isn't Mahomes the only guy to win on a rookie deal? Yeah, I think he's right. I think he did. W- he's, he won on a rookie contract. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. And has won since. That's the list, as they say. Uh, Burrow had been on his rookie contract, did not win. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much your list right now. Uh, Jordan from Virginia Beach says, Favorite Super Bowl party food is nachos. I like it. That's a good call. I like it. That's a good call as well, no doubt. Uh, Willingham says, uh, now that I have y'all's attention, this is why Andy Reid's going to have his want to have his defense, too. He's going to have them stack the box, have the corners back, and one blitz. And he's going to force the 49ers to beat them with a the pass.
2: Mm, Interesting. I don't know. I don't know that you want well, to stack Spags the box. we
0: will do that if he has to. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure they're going to stack it or not.
2: No, you you got to watch out for those quick passes to Debo and to Ayuk if you stack the box, especially in the middle of the field. So you better you better rely on that single high safety if you're going to stack the box.
0: Uh, from the seven five seven, this is a great point. Hiring Bill Belichick would lead to three people losing their jobs, and three people are the ones deciding whether or not to hire him. Would you agree? You fi- agree to fire yourself now? Yeah. No. no. Exactly. Exactly.
2: You would have had to have already fired those guys. Yeah. Prematurely, before you would even consider Bill, and I, I
0: get it. Like in his mind, and in, in, in like all these Belichick disciple people's mind, is true. There's nobody smarter than him. How should how dare you ask me to come interview and talk? You know, these peons are going to ask me questions. Well, because that's how it works. Unless you buy your own freaking football yeah. team, you got. Yeah. You know, there's only 32 of these jobs, and one of them you're never working for again. So that's how it works. I mean, you know, no doubt. I mean, there's talented people in every industry that can't get jobs because they can't get out of their own way with their with their mindset. And if you really want to work and maybe he doesn't. I mean, hey, maybe he's got, as they say, the FU money yeah, uh, and the FU mentality. And if that's the case. That's fine.
2: And he's got his money. He right. doesn't need to do this no, he the money. money.
0: But if he, if he wants to beat Don Shula and take down that, that record, he's going to need a job. Yep. And he's going to need to play ball with somebody in, in, in the parameters they want. And if that's not attractive to him, then he'll continue to be – you know, he'll, he'll continue to be out of work, and we can all sit here every year and go, why the hell did they hire Bill Belichick until he's, like, 90? And then we finally <laughs> say to ourselves, well, do we really want him running a football team at his age when he can't get out of the way of the play because it could break his hip? Um, 7 um, 7 this, this is Pittsburgh. Ross says, ego's a hard thing to put in check, but a man's got to know his limitation. Hashtag Coach Bill. Yeah, it is, man. It is. No he, doubt. Even for the great ones. But I do remember the Brady thing. Like Brady was mad, too, uh, about the fact that more teams didn't want to. Remember, he had some comment, and we think it was the Raiders, that said, you're going to bring that sorry so-and-so back. And said he was talking uh-huh. about Derek Carr. Yeah. He was ticked off about the Raiders, the nerve of them not to think Tom Brady was better. Um, K-Dub says, you think Kirk Cousins would be an upgrade, uh, kind of like what the Rams did when they dropped Goff or Sta- Stafford? Ooh, Kirk Cousins coming back from an Achilles tendon injury, and the cost of Kirk Cousins is not going to be a sale. And I understand the whole, like, hey, Kyle loves Kirk, and, you know, this would prove some, like, 20 thir- 2012 crap, right? <laughs> like, this is settling the 2012 score with RG3 or something. Yeah, yeah man. No, don't, nah, don't overthink it. You know what I mean? You can't <laughs> overthink it. Yeah, they'd have had yeah. to. Have, I, I think they would
2: have had to yeah. miss the playoffs yeah. entirely for that yeah. to even be a consideration. Nah, too
0: much money, and again, you know, just – I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but remember, they had already paid Goff, right? So, Goff is making a lot of money. Right. Stafford's making a lot of money. And what you're giving up in years, you were giving up for like, yeah, this guy's a bigger, big-time arm. And that's what – obviously, Stafford does have a bigger arm. And it was – they just thought a better overall quarterback. And I think at the time, it proved to be true. And Stafford played his butt off this year when he was, when he was healthy. I think he played really well. That, but this is a hu- – I mean, you're talking about a huge gap in age here. From Purdy to Cousins, right? There's a lot of miles on cousins now coming off an Achilles. I, I don't I don't see why you would do that to yourself. You'd really be putting all your chips in on a guy that is not shown that he's an all chips in kind of guy right now, right? You know Very what I mean? True, yeah. Uh that's what I would I would say. All right. Seven five seven, six eight, seven, ninety four, ninety four. Uh Marcus, it didn't Ben Roethlisberger win. Yes. But that's a different with the the rookie contracts though. That was like eighteen years ago. That's yeah, a that different. was a, that was a little different. I think it's a little different, different, different. different, a little different um, in terms of what the rookie contracts were like now. I don't think the rookie contracts were like they are now, where they're locked into a. Um, you no, know, the, the they're, rookie, locked, they're slotted. You know, what I'm saying? the
2: rookie wage skill, Yeah, they yeah, the didn't, they wage didn't is have different. that yeah, yeah. when Roth like Marino did
0: rookie. too. And second, like, but you know, you could say that's his rookie contract, but right. it's not the same meaning. It doesn't hold the same meaning now. Then than it does now. Well, that's like the second
2: point. Matthew Stafford was drafted, he yeah. was making fifty plus mil right. on Remember his that? rookie yeah. deal. Yeah. So, and that's when people kind of started talking about, yeah, hey, you know, maybe we should have yeah. a wage scale for this thing. Yeah, I don't know look. if these guys going to be any good.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look, but uh, I think that's the case. But I could be wrong. But yes, that's a good point. Though he is one of those guys as well. All right, seven five seven. Yeah, so no, because so no, Big Ben began his NFL career with a six-year contract. This is before the rookie wage scale because it, now it's a five-year deal. So he had a six-year $22.26 million deal, yeah. which is 3.7 a year. So, uh, yeah, completely different era of football in terms of contracts. All right. Saw an interesting number about being number one and how this may play out uh, with this year's draft coming up with us all talking about which quarterback to take. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law as we come to you live from Ballyhoo's here off Lynhaven Drive in Virginia Beach. Come on out and join us here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.
1: The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right,
0: welcome back as we come to you from Ballyhoo's, part of the Tailgate Super Tailgate Tour presented by Larry King Law. Big game is going to be a big bash here at Ballyhoo's. Don't miss out. Six annual Super Sunday big game party. Ballyhoo's has all your football favorites on the tailgate menu, plus $12 buckets of your favorite beer, $5 crushes to celebrate the big game. Get there early and pick up a square off the board with win great prizes as well. And don't miss the halftime wing-eating competition. That's right, for cash and prizes, always a fan favorite. Festivity started at 4 here on Super Sunday. See you here at Ballyhoo's. We're here till 7. Uh, we have tickets to give away if you want to come by. Your chance to win uh, REO Speedwagon train tickets while supplies last. Same goes for Australian Pink Floyd. All right. By the way, one of our texters nailed one, too, that we forgot. Rookie contract, the best, the best example of it all because once he started getting paid, the whole relationship changed. Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. Because everybody yep. on defense started hating his guts when they were like, oh, crap, we're getting a haircut on defense because of damn Russell Wilson? Or is it dang Russell Wilson? My bad. Anyway, so Russell Wilson, that's a good one. Yes, yeah, so Russell Wilson rookie deal, Patrick Mahomes, obviously Purdy, Purdy's on the rookie deal as well. Uh, Dan Pompey had something really interesting today uh, about Super Bowl teams, and he said, you want to increase your odds to get to a Super Bowl, take a quarterback with the first pick in the draft. That's right. You heard me correct. The first pick of the draft, a staggering 19.4% of Super Bowl quarterbacks were taken first overall. Wow. So – I know this time of year – or actually, really, it's not this time of year. It's in a couple months we're going to go, I can't. I won't take a quarterback one overall. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Everybody does this every year. They go through the hand-wringing. They're scared to be wrong. But, again, if you take them high and if you take them first, they tend to be the better ones. History has proven the ones that are the best of the best are, in fact, taken first. Not to say that all firsts are great because there have been some big busts for sure, but the number one, number one, has been a very good formula uh, for quarterbacks. So – Chicago Bears, keep that in mind, whatever you end up doing. I thought of a few scenarios where the Bears might not get a whole lot out of all this number one, number one stuff, too. Like, if they really want a quarterback, like, there's only so far, you know, then obviously you don't – you just take the quarterback at number one as a play – to play. Like, why drop down two to three spots? I mean, it's stupid. There's no reason to do that. And if you want the receiver and you're really – you know sold on Justin Fields then you're in that tricky zone of like how far can I really really move back right and you know then I'm kind of goofed up and then there's the other tale of it what if they start diving deep into these quarterbacks and they love Jaden Daniels or Drake May then all this oh my god the commanders have to move up for Caleb Williams and give up the king's ransom no they don't They're just freaking wait let the Bears make the pick and grab Caleb Williams at two and here's something that uh, th-
2: we need to realize if they've just fallen in love with Jaden Daniels or Drake May, the Bears, and that's their guy, that's their guy, and that's right. okay. Caleb Williams does not, does not have to be, like uh, by law, the first pick in the draft. He and doesn't really, have to be. Yeah,
0: and really the guys that are judging whether he's the first pick in the draft have not weighed in on it yet. Right. You know, I mean, like again, mock drafters, I hate to break it to them, are not like real drafters, <laughs> hence the name mock in front of the draft. Mm-hmm. And we see this every year. And especially the quarterbacks. Now, there's going to be a lot of lying going on over these next few months. Like, oh, you know, this, that, or the other about people's personalities, you know, their wonderlick scores or whatever the new test is they do. Uh, you know, it's not a wonderlick It's something else now. Anyway, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to they're gonna get into all that stuff. And, and some of the information that's false will be put out by the teams that really like said player. Yep. Like, there, are a, there is a conspiracy theory that last year the Texans were the ones who put out all the bad stuff on C.J. Stroud. And his test scores and all this stuff <laughs> to scare the Panthers, to scare the Panthers off, <laughs> and and others to think that they might not take him at, at number two, and they did. So it's kind of gru- it's kind of dirty, right? It's kind of dirty that that's true, but it happens. It happens sometimes. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. All right, coming up in the uh, next hour. Uh, Jim Deuce at Bell is going to join us at the top of the hour. Uh, Deuce, longtime um, Washington Redskins reporter. He covered the NFL for the Virginia Pilot for almost 30 years. Of course, worked here uh, back in the day with me at the score 13-10. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the commander stuff, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, as well as um, get his feelings on the Super Bowl uh, being in Vegas, baby, because at one point in our lives, if you're old enough to remember, this was <laughs> no chance. You got a better chance. You know, of hell freezing over. I mean, it wasn't going to happen. Never going to happen. But here we are. We're in Vegas this week. So uh, we'll get to all that with Deuce coming up at 5. And we're going to get to some all-time halftime shows in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. I want you to think about favorite halftime acts over time. They say Usher's um, set will be longer by, like, two minutes from last year's set. Interesting. So I think he's going to say, yeah, 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 just, like, a little bit longer. Because that's really the only thing he does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty like much. That's it, right? Like pretty I, that, much. Have I pretty much summed up the Usher set list? You nailed it. Okay, that's what I thought. So anyway, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. You can hit us up there if you like as well. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. We're coming at you live from Ballyhoo's in Virginia Beach off Lynn Haven Drive. Twenty eight sixty five Lynnhaven Drive will be here till seven o'clock, part of the Super Tailgate Tour, brought to you by Larry King Law, right, James Withham Skiger Sports Center.